Hello everybody, it is your Dungeon Master Adam DeWeese here for the final time for this campaign of Pathway to Heroes. Thank you all so much for listening this far and for making it to the end of this campaign. I hope you all had at least a fraction of fun that I know that I did and the guys did boarding it all. It was my first ever homebrew campaign and for it to be wrapped up now is bittersweet. I really am going to miss it. I hope that we can at least come back for some one shots with refundables sometime and, um, you know, prequel episodes or something like that during their years in the Academy. We'll see. I'm sure we will. But I'm also so excited for campaign two. My goal was to get the prologue for campaign two uh, up onto this episode and kind of drop them together. Uh, timing did not work out on that, so I'm still working on that. But we should be dropping that prologue here in the next few weeks. Uh, maybe in one to two weeks uh, we should be dropping that, and that will set the scene for campaign two. I'm so excited for it. Uh, we believe that that campaign is going to be longer uh, than this one, it should be in the 60 to 70 episode range, I would imagine. Uh, so if you thought this one was a little short, uh, don't worry, campaign two should be longer. The reason I'm chatting with you all here is because I did not want to have to break up the action of the finale. I didn't want to uh, jump in with the mid roll. So I wanted to do all the kind of announcements and schedules and things like that right here, right at the front of the show. And that includes talking about our sponsor for this week's episode, Abide Asteria. If you have not yet played Abide Asteria or checked it out yet, uh, if you're looking for a new TTRPG system to check out, go to AbideAsteria.com. I will have a link in the notes below. You do not have to spend a single dollar to start playing. You can hop right in. Uh, everything's free. It's all completely web-based, super fast and snappy website. The only thing you need to play is an internet connection and a standard deck of 52 playing cards, and you're good to go. You can sit down and start playing Abidasteria. The setting or theme or tone of Abidasteria is fantasy sci-fi, so there's dragons, there's spaceships. It's a lot of fun. Go check it out. We've also got an actual play up on our YouTube channel from our Extra Life charity event. Uh, so if you want to see the system in action, we've got Neil, one of the creators, ran through a couple of the Majestic Goose members um, in a one-shot on that. So go check that out. And uh, again, yeah, head over to AbideAsteria.com and see what all the fuss is about. Okay, I think that's all I had for you all at the start of the show. Do make sure you stick around to the end because we've got a lot of outtakes. This was such a long uh, recording. It was about three hours long that we recorded, which means a lot of outtakes. So uh, stick around for after all the Patreon shout outs and things like that. And I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, hope you all enjoy the campaign one finale for Halfway to Heroes. Bye, everybody. Welcome, everybody, to Halfway to Heroes. Barry, what happened in the semifinale? Um, Suckers. This is the last time I'm ever going to do this for this campaign. Uh, we 
we finally made it to the brain. And he was in like like a big room, like big it looked like a big wall in the background. I can't remember what he was. Was he just like floating there? You all didn't see the brain. Yeah, okay. Never, so we have definitely a wall seen. somewhere. But yeah. you have not yet seen the brain. That's right. So there was a big wall and there's the first being, time you've ever fucked up. I know. What well, dude, it's been a first while. First time, man, it's a finale. Recording. Fuck. We gotta scrap this whole episode now, Larry. <laughs> it's all fucked. Dude, it's been too long, man. Uh there was four mind flayers down there. Three, but who's counting? I thought there was four. I could have sworn there was a fourth one that ran away. No, there was there's three mind flayers and a big worm. Big worm. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> big remember. worm was I mean, like three episodes. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember a big worm. I remember like colors. There was like a blue, a green, and a purple. Oh, that was or just something. me and Dustin fighting. I thought the there was four bosses too. Yeah, I thought there was a red one. <laughs> it was red, purple, and blue. And the green one. Green ran away. No, green light coming from this from the That's sky. what it was. He's still a boss. It's a ship or something. <laughs> he was there. Uh, yeah, we fought mind flares. Uh, you know, I absolutely fucking dominated one. I mean, I, I just, I almost killed him in one shot. And then everybody else got a piece of the action too and roughed up and fucked up the other ones. And then when it all looked really good, everything seemed like we were, you know, getting the upper hand. We were going to go attack this brain. All of a sudden he dropped a big bombshell that he lied to us. And if I remember correctly, the like the fucking wall started shaking and started like lifting up after this green laser beam shot down and like cut open a hole in the in the roof. And the wall stood up. It was it was a big monster or whatever it is. Like something stood up and started walking away with the brain inside of it. Like protecting the brain. And now I mean, that's pretty much it. We're just picking right up from there. We gotta go yeah, after this I, thing. Um, I'm learning from my mistakes, especially from that last episode, that um, I shouldn't have done group initiative for those three mind flayers, and they rolled like a five, and they were last, and then by the time I got to their turn, there was like one left, or maybe two. That's exactly uh, how you should have done it. No. <laughs> yeah. no. Um, however... All that's in the past, um, because now in front of you, what you thought was this, you know, rocky, jagged wall has just stood up after that bright beam came from the sky and shot to this big cavern. All of the stone that was hit by this beam has just been evaporated. So that's not falling down. But some of the, you know, there's edges that have been falling down and call it causing like dust to start to kick up. And after shielding yourselves from it, and once that dust settles and you're able to look up, you're able to just for a moment get a full glimpse of this thing. And towering 50 feet tall, 70 foot long, you recognize this creature as a monster that parents tell their children about when they're misbehaving and this threat that paranoid people in cities talk about that nobody's ever going to listen to them and it's like a myth that the academy only thought to like briefly mention to you all in an intro class uh, way back in your freshman year because it wasn't even worth their time uh, to spend talking about a creature that has never existed and could never exist. It is... Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> a Tarask. And 
you all hear... I've been looking forward to this for a long time. First stop, your precious academy. And then, heading south, this behemoth starts to move. So for those of you that don't know what a Tarrasque is... It's a dinosaur. It is... I and mean, jump on it, and ride it. a fucking <laughs> giant dinosaur. Yeah, so you all would re- maybe briefly remember this from from the academy, and even maybe from you know your your parents' stories. That it's just that a myth, like a scary story about this planet-eating monster. Pretty much can level towns and cities in the blink of an eye, almost, and. Nobody, no sane person ever thought that they were actually real. But based off their descriptions and based off the size of this thing, that's what this looks like. Um, Yeah, it seems to be uh, stomping its way towards Bright Bank and towards the Academy. What would you guys like to do from down in this this hole? First, I want to say to the brain... Good luck, because we shut the school down. So there's nothing there anyways. Is there? I think, I think like, Wake is there and stuff, but, you know, they, they can handle themselves. If it's, if it's just Wake there, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. it. We got the Funky Four there. Guys, we got to let everybody know before they get there. How? Wait, wait, wait. How far away is the school from this hole? Wasn't that far, was it? On horseback, it was maybe an hour or two. So I mean, it's a it's a decent. Like it's not like it's next door. Yeah, but how how far Tresk back? So can't they see this thing if it's that big from the school right now? Oh no, they wouldn't be able to see it from the school. Okay, okay. It would it would be too far in the distance for that. A quick question: What were we all doing last episode at the end? Like, are we all? together like right around each other yeah pretty much uh you all were fighting those mind players and then it, as soon as you all killed the last ones when this happened hey old tracks how how long was that trek back up that hill back to the tunnel i don't know how we're gonna get back up there to follow this thing oh, that took me and ubo a while that's what i, I thought that was a good question yes there's a hole above us right yes how tall is it to get outside? It's probably about you. You all are probably about a hundred foot in, but with the edges around this circular clearing that have been cut away, um, a lot of the debris and dirt and stone and uh, even some metal have all kind of piled up. And there's a couple places where. You know, there might be some uh, handhelds and foothelds to be able to climb up. In some places, there's even some, like, slight inclines that you could even walk up. Um, mm-hmm. It would not be impossible to to get up through this hill instead of going back, yeah. backtracking. Oh. Especially with Spidey Flops, right? Oh, oh yeah. um, you, Clyde <laughs> wouldn't have to roll a damn thing to get up there. Honestly, up is going to be our quickest way out of here. Yeah. Well, I'll follow you guys. I don't think I don't think I feel comfortable going up here. I, I hold you guys. I hold your hand and Wait, well, here. lead the way. Why don't I go up there 
Throw some rope down. Pull you guys up. Well, that's even a better idea, Clyde. Uh, that's well, a let's better do idea. that. Because I got rope. <laughs> yep. Well, we need a hundred foot of work rope. I think you only got fifty foot. Here, you take my rope too, buddy. Okay. Now I got a hundred foot of rope. <laughs> Tie them together. <laughs> now that we've mathed out how much rope we've got, um, yeah, you all just. Uh, we'll say that you can hear the footsteps of the saying. Uh, heading south and getting further away as it, it takes Clyde. I mean, it, it, it would honestly probably take Clyde a whole 10 seconds to fucking spider clop up this wall. Uh, so it's not super long, but pulling everybody up. Uh, like, what's the order that we're going to be pulling people up? I'm going to, I'm going to go last because after we figure this out, I'm going to, I'm going to pull out the sending stone here and try to radio ahead now that there's an opening. I'm holding Clyde's hand. So I wasn't. You said I didn't need to roll, but I did roll. I rolled a nat twenty plus nine. Oh shit! You wasted your nat twenty, dude. <laughs> you did. Can I? Man, use but it? but hey, the first roll. Uh, okay, so we'll say this. So the first roll of the finale is a nat twenty, which is pretty cool. Uh, you know what? I think the first roll of the campaign was also a natural twenty. I'm That's almost positive weird. the very first roll of the entire campaign was a natural 20 because I was the only one that got excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll say that with your nat 20, Clyde, uh, you climb up and then you're able to uh, pull everybody up super quick and to give you some kind of benefit from that nat 20, we'll say that it only takes you... I'll kind of round down the amount of rounds I was picturing in my mind that this thing would have to kind of get some ground on you all. So it is still heading towards Brightbank, but it is maybe a hundred feet ahead of you all. Um, That's not bad. Um, yeah, towards towards the town. That's not bad. All right, <clears throat> where's the sending? Who's got the sending stone? Is it I me do. or Ubo? Do I still it's have it? Um, I think you it's do. By Barry. Clyde. You no, I gave it, it away. To, yeah, he gave it to us to climb back up there. I'm just going to say I have it. And before I go anywhere, I pull it out. And I go, wait, come in. A little busy here. This is way more important. What, what's going on right now? <laughs> There's no response to that. It's about to get ten times worse, whatever's going on there. You need to leave the school and get everybody out. There's a couple seconds go by and there's no response again to that. <laughs> Are you able to a pager with that thing? Can you like beep it in or something? Make it louder? <laughs> <laughs> Can you hear me? <laughs> there is no response. All right, she's dead. Can Let's try just another leave. station. Or <laughs> let, it, let the school go. They're dead. <laughs> That's what I said, man. Just <laughs> go for it. Uh, guys, I'm not getting any response whatsoever. They must be busy with mind flayers already and not even know this thing's coming right for them. But they're either busy or dead. One, I mean, she answered, but then stopped answering. I mean, it only takes one second to die. She could have just died right then and there on the phone. <laughs> but what about the Funky Four? We don't know if anybody else is still alive. Do they have sending stones? Let's just assume they're dead. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just, you know. I, there's a lot of assuming. There's a lot of assuming. Either way, we need to stop this beast. 
Well, okay, let's go try how, it. Yeah. I'm well, a- how are we gonna stop this thing? Okay, it's a hundred foot in front of us, right? Well, we need we, we need to fight our horses. I'm just okay. gonna start running. Steve, <laughs> my moving speed is forty feet. I'm gonna move forty feet. I'm gonna throw a hand axe at it. It's twenty <laughs> foot with sixty foot disadvantage. I'm gonna go uh, right right between right in the back of the knee, right above the calf. <laughs> What, what would happen if I cast Mordekainen's private sanctum on this creature? Would he be trapped? It just makes... It's like a... You know, like the mansion. How big is it, though? Is it big enough to house him? It's 100, uh, 100 feet by 100 feet. Oh! This dude is only 50 by 70. He's got headroom. <laughs> he could hang out in there. Um... Well, it takes one minute to cast it, so he'd probably be really long gone within a minute. Hey, can you guys slow him uh, down? Yeah, I don't. I, mean, yeah, I don't I'm think we can slow to. him down, but we can run towards him. I'm trying to throw a hand axe at him. Man. That ain't going to do shit. It's going to bounce off. You don't know that. I do know that actually. Depends how bad I roll. I won't go for it. Well, uh, one one more thing, just while you all have gotten up to the top of this now, clients carried you all up. You do realize, obviously, the number one thing standing in your mind is this huge monster that's running towards Bright Bang. But you also realize that up here, you you all have actually been in this area before. Because looking around, you notice that there are these smashed statues around this area. There's shards of that clear crystal that you all camped under like months and months ago. That son of a bitch. What was important about this area? Yeah, it was back on your way to Flanderdash. This, you found this place with these three statues holding this big uh, chunk of crystal, and you all ended up camping under it. Can I do a history check? I don't remember this place at all. Yeah, it was in like it was it was like <laughs> episode seven or something. Yeah, I want to do a history, <laughs> Let's do a history check. check. I... Somebody else though. I okay. have a minus one. I got a back to back. What the Okay, hell? um in my history uh history's plus zero, but I still got twenty. Wow. <laughs> Looks like this ain't the finale today. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's gonna go perfect tonight. Merlin will be able to point out that back when you guys camped under this in this area, it looked like these humanoid statues holding this brick of crystal pretty big and they were like giant statues and they all looked like they had like withered away beards they didn't they turn out to be tentacles or something well yeah Gerundu and tiana figured that out on their prequel episode but like you four didn't know that <laughs> um but i think now with your natural 20 history check maybe you would be able to remember that and then start to piece together the pieces that like that crystal is probably some kind of like amplification or marker or something for the elder brain that was directly below this spot. Destroy the crystal. It's already destroyed. It got destroyed when that big green oh. beam came down. Rebuild the crystal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then yeah, Sean, this thing is I'm gonna say that so I said it was a couple rounds away. So by that I mean we're not going to be able to catch it. Okay, yeah. What kind of skin does this thing have? Is it thick? Oh, real thick. A uh, real thick carapace. I can cast fly on somebody and then fly 60 feet. 
Can Alterx just throw me? I mean, I have a, I have 30 walking feet. He said he was 100 feet away. I can cast uh, fly on somebody, but if somebody has somebody something to slow him down. Yeah, this thing's 100 feet away. Yeah, you could cast it. Oh, I don't have anything. Merlin, what do you got? What do you got, man? Hang on. Man, I looked at everything I can't find. What out. spells you got, man? I don't have that many spells, man. I'm a warlock. Yeah, this is something that I honestly did not know. I thought I had dimension. How you guys are going to catch this thing. But I don't. I could have sworn. Somebody had dimension door. Somebody cast it. I sworn I had dimension door. Hey, Barry can does. hold. I do have dimension door, I believe. Hey, hey. Can, can, can hold person stop a, uh, Tarrasque? Oh no, whole person definitely can't. Um, but yeah, remember you guys also have Dustin, the Deva, and your Afridi that I don't know if it's given a name yet or not. And I have my Horn of Valhalla. Yeah, Dustin, what? You my, already cast that Horn of Valhalla though. My Jar of Bees? <laughs> you may still have your jar of bees. I think you may have thrown it at the uh, nope, main I have, players. Though. I have not used it yet. Okay. And I have. I think he had a plan. I had it planned. He had a plan, but. Well, I think because you were planning to use it on the elder brain, you didn't see the elder brain. Yeah. If we can reach him, but he's how fast is this thing? It definitely seems like it's moving pretty fucking quick. We'll say that you guys are able to math it out. It's got 40 feet of movement speed on its own, like just regular. But it's also got some other things. Who who has who has something that can potentially stop it? I do. Okay. I have fabricate. Come with me. I'm gonna cast dimension door because that thing has a 500 foot range, and I can bring we can one go in front of it. Yeah. Yes. So if he's 100 feet away, I'm gonna cast so this thing. What are the surroundings like? Yeah, this is like a uh, flat you guys land. Are in the woods. We're in the woods. In the woods. What could I build to stop but this he, motherfucker? I don't know. He's leaving a wake of trees that you guys can, you know, there's no trees in front of you guys, but there's some trees um, in front of him. I have Darren's instant fortress, so we can like blockade him, maybe. I mean, he'll probably just step around it. It says I can fabricate an object, uh, can't be larger than medium. So. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if a medium object's going to be big enough to stop He's this probably going to smash through that. All tricks, just throw me. I'm going to use all six of my necklace fireballs. Well, I could try more to kind of <laughs> sanctum on him if we get in front of him. Try it. But again, that's a minute casting time, which we is could, 10 rounds. We could go 500 feet in front of this dude. I mean, so I can dimension door to any spot that I can see, right? Merlin, you got Dimension Door? Yes, I have Dimension Door. No, Merlin. Oh, Merlin. No, I don't. Because we're so, getting left behind, buddy. So listen, listen. <laughs> if if I can if I can Dimension Door to a spot I can see, and this thing is fucking Look, huge. Me and Merlin would just cast Darren's Instant Fortress. We'll hang out. What Dimension if, Door five hundred feet away? <laughs> what if I cast Dimension Door on this thing's like back? Or like in a in a spot to where we could end up on this thing. That's risky business, man. You might end up inside of them. I mean, you can do that because it's an instant cast spell. So basically, we need to know, Ubo, if it's me and you going, do we want to try and go in front of them and head them off, or do we want to land on them and try to distract them? 
or damage him somehow like that. Like he said, I we could dimension door. I could start casting Mordekainen's. We could hope it lands on him when he gets to it, but or we could calculate it. I don't Is know. it in a fixed area, or as you're like building it up for a minute, it'll just cast wherever you like point it? That's what I don't know. But it's it lasts for 24 hours. Because if it's not a well, I mean, if if it's if we land on his back and you cast it on his back, it'll it'll pop up on him. If it's a fixed point, so it might just kind of like he's gonna fuck us up if we land on his back. I I don't know. He might have tiny arms if he's a big dinosaur. It could be like a T Rex. He couldn't reach us. Barry, yes, I will give you my jar of bees. When you dimension <laughs> okay. door in front of it, you throw it at his eyeballs. Well, I'd have to land on his back. He's he's seventy feet tall or well, long. Then or climb up his tall. head and smash it in his eyeball. See, that's what I was thinking. Like fuck with his eyes. All right, I'll take your jar of bees because right. I was already planning on doing this. All uh, trash now idea. has a jar of bees. We might get to use it today. I'm gonna go ahead and do this. I got I got the something. I'm using all my shit today. I got too much shit and I'm using it. <laughs> you guys it's a finale, everybody use all your shit. So, well, yeah, I'm gonna use my ring of grammar or whatever it was. Change one letter of a spell. <laughs> I got wall of light. I wanna change the letter L to F. Wall of fight. And I'm putting that in front of the dude. <laughs> Just a wall of people don't <laughs> Just a wall. I don't know what's gonna happen. I mean, like I mean, it could be a f- like an army might appear fighting them, <laughs> or it could just be a wall out, punching. It, Isn't it? It could just be a wall. Isn't it that, the DM's discretion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like from my perspective, it could be a wall that the Tarask just runs through, and you know, a wall of fight. Oh, he starts fighting. I just starts fighting nothing. Who knows? And it could slow him down. You never know. Uh, I'm down. Let's he gets random ghost roundhouse back. kicks to him. <laughs> so wall of fight is 120 feet in front. So 20 feet in front of him. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's, that's, oh, that's all I got. Go and I jump on freaking Steve and go as all quick right. as I can. Uh, I will say for Sean, Sean, your magnificent mansion only makes an entrance door. <laughs> so, and then you walk into the fuck. entrance door so it doesn't like make a big mansion. You just fucked me up. Oh, man. I looked it up. Somebody Googled, hey, can you make this, put this under somebody? And somebody said, no, because it just makes a doorway. It doesn't say it makes a doorway. What's it called? Pri- Mordekainen's Private Sanctum. It's a barrier. So... It says nothing can be tele- nothing can teleport into or out of the warded area. Planar travel is blocked within the warded area. Uh, it says this area is a cube that can be as small as five feet or as large as hundred feet on each side. What's up, boys? I don't see nothing about no door. Oh, this is a casting time ten minutes. It says Oh, it does say ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, that that's like 600 rounds of combat. (laughs) What if we ride his back? Look, we're going to dimension door. Somebody (laughs) can come with me. Ubu, if you still want to. I'm going to dimension door on his back, and I'm going to cast banishment and attempt to send him to another plane of existence. Ooh, I like it. That's the only thing I I have that's going to be possibly effective. I'm furiously Googling stuff. It doesn't (laughs) say anything about terrestrials being immune to banishment but he has to make a saving throw 
Well, you did see that banishment lasts for one minute, though, right? It's only for a minute, but still, that gives us a, a minute to figure something out. Where did he banish to? He nowhere yet. yet. I'm going to do the wall of fight first. All right, let's try that. But we need to get on his back before he gets too far away. That lasts 10 minutes, so that's going to be in front of him no matter... Let me see. How long is a wall of light? Let me see. 120 feet long? Wait, the wall can be up to 60 feet long. 10 feet high, 5 feet thick. That's wall of light, but you tell me what wall of fight does, Adam. I'm going to say wall of fight is going to be... Only 20 feet in front of him, because you said it's 120 mm-hmm. feet range. So, you'll be able to make it however long a wall of light is. Okay. Yeah, Mac, I'm maxing it out, yeah. I'm going to say you don't make, like, real people, but we'll say that it's a wall of, like, spectral-looking... I'm picturing, like, Spartans, like, 300-style with shields and, like, spears raised. Uh, to try to do their best to deter and stop this thing. Okay. Um, and it's about 20 feet in front of them now. Gotcha. I'm going to cast Bless on everybody right now real quick before we uh, get into this. Let's. Yeah, I think we can go ahead and... I think we'll probably need some kind of initiative to just kind of keep track of, you know, every everything and all the rounds and stuff. We'll have everybody go ahead and roll... Some initiative. I've got to roll. Th- wow, I had to roll three different initiatives for various reasons. Oh, for and- various <laughs> reasons. I swear to God, if all three of these are last, I'm gonna be so fucking mad. Um. Hey, real quick, I just hit the initiative button and it did it twice. But my first initiative, the one it was that a counts, natural twenty. A fucking nat That's twenty. So what weird, the hell's man. going on? On. That's three in a row. You know how? Okay, this is how annoying this is. I said, you know what? I'm no more. I'm no longer doing grouped initiative. I'm gonna do separate initiatives, and then somehow I roll an eight, a one, and a nine. And then the lowest of you all is Johnny with a twelve. Sucker. <laughs> so, I, dude. Fuck. Oh, Ubo didn't get a nat twenty. I was gonna say if we all. I know. I, if you all got a nat twenty for your first roll, he got a he got a thirteen plus five. Close, yeah. Three of us, um, three quarters. Of three us. That's really row. nuts. Well, I'm first. Yeah. Okay, so we'll say that that was. We'll say that Iron Claw has or Iron Claw. We'll say that Merlin has done his wall of fight. All checks. What are you doing again? I'm dimension dooring to his back, and somebody's coming with me. And I'm gonna get on this thing. Ubo, you still coming? Yeah, I'm gonna pull the cover with you. So that's okay. what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, well, next up will be Ubo. Ubo, you are on this thing's back. I have to make sure I cast it and take my spell slot and everything. Now it's your turn. So you are on its spiky carapace. I don't want to piss it off. So, so we're on its back. Yep, you and all uh, I'm gonna climb up to his head. Okay. And then I'm gonna take. I'm gonna command Grease to pour some grease in his eyeballs. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, you will be pleased to know that this thing. It has 14 eyeballs. Has no <laughs> does eyeballs. He like grease in his eyeballs. He doesn't have eyeballs? No. Well, let me just fireball him then. <laughs> Can I fireball his face? I'm gonna fireball yeah, do you his have face. fireball? Yeah. I'm gonna fireball his face. 
Ubo, what's your fireball mechanism look like? I don't know if you've cast fireball. I don't think yet. I have cast it. He underhands it like a softball player. Okay, well, I'm gonna say it's like fucking. It comes out of my goggles, like Cyclops. Yeah. Okay. You shoot this fireball towards the head of this Tarasque. It's DC 17. Well, either way, the fireball explodes around his head, and it seems to have just absolutely no effect. Oh, he's immune to fire? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> on its dude, head. I have a fucking flaming greatsword. What, what the, the fuck, fuck am I gonna this? do now, dude? It Why am I even on his back? <laughs> yeah, this is your idea. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know he was a fucking immune to fire. It's like everything. He's my gonna be immune has. to everything, guys. Just assume that. You do have two greases, though, Sean. Remember, you got two greases now. Oh yeah, from that's right. Level fifteen. So let's just fucking. Uh, I think Grease has one one thing. A fucking big ballista shots. Yeah. Fucking shoot him in the eyeballs then. Where the fuck it is. Target his fucking ball sack and shoot him. <laughs> I don't See if think that fucking he can Wait, reach the I'm gonna, ball I'm going to pop out my Afridi too. Uh, oh, the Afridi and oh, um, Dust and the Deva are with you guys. There's no way in hell we spent all that time Searching for that fucking staff just so it could fucking like echo locate us <laughs> to the area that the brain was in, and that's it. That staff has to do something, Merlin, to this to this brain or, or to everything that's going on. So that, that thing has to be able to play a big, big impact here. So is it plus seven? <clears throat> yeah, it should be plus seven to hit for both of those. Huh. That works. 19 and 18. Oh, let me guess. He has a 30 armor class. We were looking for a nat 40. Both the 19 <laughs> and 18 as Grease fires these, or as Grease 1 and Grease 2 both fire these bolts into its back. They both slam into it and clink off into the distance. What the fuck fall. is this monster? <laughs> Maybe we should just like leave him alone and let him destroy the city. Uh, you all four here. Um, I forget. Uh, Tiana's also with um, Merlin and Clyde. So you five here. Now I want you all to watch as your home is destroyed. The school that trained those who would commit genocide against the true inhabitants of Modras. It will be dust. Wait, can you prove that you were original inhabitants of Mojas? Uh, you don't hear a response as the thing keeps on clomping towards uh, Do something, Clyde. Um, it is now up to Wait, my Afridi. My Afridi. Oh, we'll do the Afridi. Um, the Afridi will be back. I think I do the Afridi, don't yeah. I? The Freedy is going to just use its action to dash, and it's going to fly 120 feet into that wall, like right above that wall of fight, and just hover there and like look towards this this uh, monster coming at it. Stare this thing down, dude, Merlin. Yeah. Now it's do you want turn. to? Uh, do you want to? Do you want to risk a self-sacrifice moment here? You want to risk it for the biscuit? What? 
So, if I'm reading this correctly, you have 50 charges in the staff that you haven't used yet, have you? I don't, I don't think I used any. So, there's if 50? you were... There's 50 charges in the staff, according to the... The staff ah. has 50 charges for the following properties. Oh, yeah. So, if you scroll down to where it says... Ret- retri- Oh, Retributive yeah. I saw strike. The freaking you break the staff. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> and the creature could take eight times the number of charges in the staff if it fails its save throw, which would be 400 damage, right? No. Yeah. 400 damage. That would be quite a bit of damage done to that thing. I don't think I can get up to that monster in time. He's so I could, fast. I could dimension door you again. I have one more spell slot and get you up here. You can do the dimension door again. I've got two fourth level spell slots, but this would potentially kill so you, you have because to break the staff. I know it won't kill me. It ports me away into a different it, dimension. You have a fifty percent chance of being ported away to a different dimension if I'm you just fail. Worry about the staff of my grandfather. I don't want to break this thing. Well, also, if you fail on instant teleport, you take 16 times the number of charges and damage. I do. Uh, it would what? kill you. That's 800 damage. If I fail what? If you you have a 50% chance that it would you would instantly travel to a random plane of existence to avoid the explosion. And if you fail, you take 16 times the number of charges in the staff instead. Well, what's 16 times 50? 800. Um, well, while you guys are all planning and trying to figure out what exactly to do, cut over to see the Funky Four, Kluke, Jerundu, Wake, and Rux are all standing in the gymnasium. They all have their weapons drawn. They're all eyeing the doors. And you see the, the roof of the gymnasium is just ripped apart by these beams of green light. And there's over a dozen ships in the night sky above them. And the academy is the sky is just lit up with this array of colors that are coming down from these ships. And as the ceiling is crashing away down towards the ground, the party is split. And you see the Funky Four uh, dive like deeper into the gymnasium while uh, the rest of the group all head towards the hallway in the cafeteria to avoid the shrapnel. In an instant, this room is erupting into chaos. Uh, there's an abolith that is beamed down directly next to the Funky Four, and it catches him by surprise. And uh, one of its tendrils wraps up Quickness of Turtle as the other three uh, all turn to attack it. And then in the cafeteria, as the other four are running into it, um, you can see that uh, a trap's been set for them. And there's this swarm of hundreds of cranium rats begin to spill out from nooks in the walls nearly swallowing up rucks and clued from sight as uh, Wake begins to try to help but then at that moment as soon as Wake is like trying to um, blast away a few of these rats uh, that's the squad of four mind flayers all coordinate their mind blast directly at all four of them dude everybody's dead and then yeah we'll, we'll cut back to uh, if you guys have uh, an idea I'm just I'm I'm at a loss here, but I'm going to... So it's still Merlin. It's still Merlin's turn. This oh, thing yeah, has yeah. not yet hit into wall fight yet. Did you break that fucking staff, bro? Well, I'm like a thousand on. feet away, man. I will, How far I will, away am I? You're a hundred feet. 
Yeah. There's no way I can get 100 feet right now. How do you jump now? How, how far is a jump? It's not as fast as your run. Well, I got that otherworldly jump. Mm, triples what's my that jump. Do? Oh, triples your jump. I think your jump you can um, do... If you do a running jump, you can jump your strength score, not your modifier, but the score, with at least a 10-foot run. So you actually, that actually probably would be pretty quick. Um, so three times eight? Um, long jump. When you make a long jump, you cover a number of feet up to your strength score. If you move at least 10 feet before it. So what's your strength score? My strength score is eight. So it would be... <laughs> a big fucking jump uh so that would be 24 feet so you'd have to run 10 feet and then you could jump 24 feet could i technically run my full feet 30 feet oh each foot jump cost one foot of movement so that would be your whole movement so it'd pretty much give you like a bonus yeah it'd pretty much give you like a bonus six feet of move of movement so not a ton but it would look pretty funny so if i dash it puts me at 80 feet yeah. Well, I guess I'll do that, but I don't think I can do a spell then, right? Because technically that was a spell. My Eldridge jump. Man. Right? And then we see in Mirror End, uh, we see the townsfolk all huddled in the caves at the bottom of the dam and in the back of the cave system, the furthest reaches of the tunnel that Naomi carved out, you know, months ago. All of Mirin's surviving populace are all huddled under tables and in cabinets and leading the last few capable fighters at the entrance of the tunnel is Naomi. She's got a pair of, like, electrified gauntlets on her fist. But then the ground starts to rumble as this group of ogres with these eyes glossed over, they have these blank expressions on their faces, start to blindly charge towards the group. Um, next up is Clyde. How far away am I from this uh, giant? 100 feet. And you are noticeably faster than Merlin is. <laughs> yeah, I got 40 feet on me, and Altrex is still on the back of it, right? Yes. Yeah. Did I already throw my jar of bees to him? No, No. because you were too far. All right. So I get two actions. One, I'm going to run 40 feet, throw my jar of bees to Altrex. That's 60 feet away now. That'd be a a 110 foot because you're 50 feet away. Or 60 feet away, and I am 50 feet up as well. Yeah, he's also high up on this thing. I'll I'll roll athletics check. Yeah, we'll do an athletics. It's going to be a pretty hard roll, but I obviously think that... to me, and I catch this. This would be pretty funny. That would be pretty funny. (laughs) 
We're going to say it definitely is going to be a challenge. I'm not going to put it in his eyeballs if he's got blind fucking Oh, my God. Are you kidding oh, me? Oh, oh, one plus oh. ten. <laughs> it slips out of your I throw the jar of bees in his butthole. We'll say it hits off, like near his feet. We saved this jar of bees so long. So I kind of like how anticlimactic anticlimactic it is. That it shatters and a bunch of bees are just like flying around its feet. (laughs) So my second action. Oh no, that was my second action. Never mind. Wait, was it your second? Well, I ran forty feet and I threw a jar of bees. Yeah. Yeah, but you've got so I'm gonna I would count that as a attack, and you've got mal you've got two attacks right. now. So right? I just have to say, as a listener to this, not being involved, <laughs> I would lose my shit at that part because he had it for so long. It's so funny. Um, can I throw my alchemy jug to it? <laughs> yeah, right, but gonna, what do you? You're gonna bust what, that alchemy jug. I, it's on. probably gonna break. <laughs> it's hey man, we're oh going all out. This is the end. Might all the well. mayonnaise, Clyde. It's made out of stainless steel, so it can't break. <laughs> no, I think it's like a clay. <laughs> I, the picture, the pr- the picture looks pretty ceramic. Yeah, I wrapped it in duct tape like forty five layers. <laughs> <laughs> what are you setting the the liquid on? Acid. Twelve <laughs> gallons of acid. So wait a minute. If I don't catch this jug now. This ass is just gonna. You you better be fucking ready, bud. Cause it's okay, roll it, roll <laughs> it. <laughs> Throw it. Let's see what you got. Ooh, okay. Twenty-five is much better. Okay, yeah, we'll say that you're able to throw up this uh, alchemy jug. I want that fucking back too. <laughs> all tricks, and it's set to acid. Um, well, shit, now things are really going to start popping off. Deal with what, it, what you will. I would pour it on his back, but whatever you feel like doing. I thought, it. honestly, I th- I'm, I'm going to climb of it. I'm gonna climb into his ear hole and <laughs> pour it in his ear. Ooh. Well, one cool thing about me rolling bad rolls and everything going at the end means that I get to do everything at once. Uh, first and foremost... How far away is Merlin from this thing? I've, I already forgot. Was I it think like 20 feet now. 20 feet? Yeah. 20 feet, okay. Yeah. Well, um, Merlin being the one nearest its back and everything, uh, this thing is going to swoop its tail at Merlin. Flat with uh, the tail. He's got a 20 foot is, tail? It's a 20 foot tail. Uh, it's 20 foot range. <laughs> exactly 20 foot. And yes, you will need to uh, just 25 hit you. Convenient. It, uh, of course it hits me. This tail slams down on you for 25 <laughs> points, or 22 <laughs> points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Sweet. Just imagine him getting fucking pummeled into the ground <laughs> by this big ass tail. Feeling got, good. Well, he got he, the tail oh, into that stick. All, all <laughs> <laughs> Me and Ubu are up there like, ooh. <laughs> well, then um, it is going to... I don't think it can bite anybody, luckily. He's too uh, tall to bite people, man. It's well, skin is so thick it didn't even feel us laying up there. It doesn't know we're there. Oh, it's got blindside 120 feet. It knows you guys are up there. <laughs> um, it is going to... We'll just do one claw at Ubu, one claw at Altrex. Um, it's got 15 foot 
arms that it can reach on its fifteen um, foot arms. Get out of here! How fucking yeah. convenient! He got a twenty foot tail, <laughs> 15, fifteen foot, foot arms. arms. <laughs> Wait, if if you got something on your back, wouldn't you smack it with your tail before you? Go hitting them with your hand. Not when you got these claws that can do. Uh, I'm guessing a 33 hits ultra. <laughs> oh my Jesus. god! Oh my In god! A, yeah, because 20 yeah. hits Ubo. Mm, let me see. Yeah, my armor class is only son. 23, so that definitely hits me. My AC is 22. Wow, Ubo dodged an attack from a Tarask. That is no small feat because these things have plus 19 to hit. That oh, was a, oh, that was a natural one, though. I'm a beast. Jesus Christ. I say. Um, that was a natural <laughs> one, so that would have instantly missed no matter what. Uh, but Altrax, you get um, raked across for 28 points of damage. Oh, that's is a like kind of scratch. Sl- yeah, it slams you down like to its... A carapace, and and then it, it continues on further, um, but then it is brain turn. Um, Forgot wait, about the brain. There's a brain and a trask. He can't fucking do nothing. He's just a wiggly brain right now. Well, you say that, and then all tracks a. It looks like a bubble of energy comes off you, all tracks. But it doesn't do anything to you, Altrex. Instead, Ubo, you are going to take 15 psychic damage as this wave of psychic energy comes off of Altrex. Did it just use me to cast a psychic blast? It wasn't a psych. It wasn't the the like the normal mind blast that usually happens. That usually does way more damage. Okay. This was something uh, different. That um, it's it's now up to Altrex's turn again now. Okay, so, uh, so I have this freaking. How far away am I from Ubo right now? Since I got slammed. you were really close. You're within ten feet because within that's why feet. Ubo got hurt. Okay, so here's my question. I'm gonna get you guys' opinion on this. Either A, I proceed to run up with this jar and pour the acid in his ear or wherever we decide. Or B, I hand the jar off to Ubo, and I use my necklace of prayer beads, and I'm thinking about casting Planar Ally. You've got Dust and the Devo still with you. I I don't know who that is. (laughs) It's your uh, clockwork angel. I have that? Oh, wait. That was from the prayer beads necklace, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Oh, okay, yeah. so he's with me. Well, fuck, he didn't do nothing before. He could do nothing. Well, no. Yeah, he's he's more of a healer guy. Yeah. Well, shit, I forgot about him. I thought I thought that was Merlin. Okay, well, I'm just going to run up with this alchemy jug then. I keep hearing Dustin thinking it's me. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> How far away is this? I am going to retcon and say that Tiana, again... After seeing how how effective it was last time, is going to again cast haste on Clyde um, for her turn. Hell yeah! All right. How far away is his ear hole? <laughs> we'll, we'll say that <laughs> exactly. you being on his back. We'll say you know within thirty feet. Within thirty feet. Okay. Cool. I'm gonna run over to his ear hole then. I'm gonna go to the left side. It's not like a big 
ear ear oh yeah like ear yeah. lobes I and just, shit I but it's like, like a, a hole. hole on the side of its head um you realize that like it is a pretty big like tunnel like you could like stand in this Gee, thing you climb Ooh, this I can get access to his brain then let's do it I'm just gonna jump in there then <laughs> okay for your movement I'll say that you can get to it 30 feet and like jump in and it'll be like free movement like sliding down like a big fucking playground slide right <laughs> okay yeah and it takes you into not the mouth that wouldn't make sense the air nasal cavity uh, yeah, where's where do eardrums lead to though? You know, the what I mean? anal cavity. <laughs> no, not the blood. Oh drum. No, it's like all tied together. Your nose, your mouth. Your your throat. nose goes into your like your nose and your throat. Okay, okay. So yeah, it le- Okay, it will take you to. It's a. Um, oh, it goes we're gonna say for the sake of it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say that it connects ears to nose, and then that goes back down to its throat. Okay. So I am I am I at like the crossroads right now? Like I'm Yeah. I land in his nasal cavity into his throat. And we'll say that, that was thirty feet of movement because the sliding down was free. Can the dude still breathe with fucking Altrex in his throat? Yes. Oh, it is. Huge. Like this is a like Altrex can stand up and his head does not block it and his body does not block it. That's how big this thing is. Got any immovable rods oh. on you? I do I not. Do. You we guys left. No, you guys left us yeah, too. I, I left them. Well, look, I'm just. I'm like, I freaking like stick my hand in this navel cast to hold on, and then I just freaking bite the cork off of this jar like, and I just pour this acid all over his nasal cavity. Twelve gallons of it. I'm splashing it everywhere, everywhere. Throw the whole jar, and then I put the cork back in, and I. Attach the jar to my hip to give back to Clyde when I'm done, and I start. Back <laughs> when I'm done. Okay, so twelve gallons of acid. So corrosive acid deals one d six of damage per round of exposure to a case, or total immersion deals ten d six points of damage per round. We'll we'll go full on out. So that's supposed to be like if you if like if Merlin's whole body was dunked in acid, it was supposed to be ten d six per round. We'll say that you dumping a whole twelve gallons in this will be that ten d six damage. And guess what? This thing is not immune to acid. Fuck yeah, acid, it isn't. Surprisingly. So I got to roll a lot of shit. Acid's not yeah ten d six please. Thirty four. That's not bad. You all see coming out, everyone that's on the outside of this thing's body, you see some uh, smoke tendrils coming out of its nostril holes. Um, I think that may be all of Altrex's turn. Um, so that was my movement in one action. And okay, I have an yeah, extra we'll say attack. you have one more. Yeah, we'll say that that was an attack for purposes of trying to give you all the benefit of the doubt. Oh, man. I didn't, I didn't think about this. What I was going to do next. Well, while you think about that, we will smash cut to Estradu. No! And we see... No! A mind flare in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the jungle, who seemingly's sole purpose is to just hurt Ubo as much as possible. 
What, what the fuck did I do? I didn't do anything. <laughs> this this mind flare is outside of Tito and Ortiz's hut. <laughs> and he walks and puts his hand on the door and pushes it open. Uh, yeah, we'll go back to you, Altrax. What's what? up? You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm thinking... Okay, I'm thinking about... Is, uh, so can I just uh, cast like a regular attack or can I do another spell with a second attack? Um, In lieu of having to look up rules, we'll say you can do either or. <laughs> okay, because I'm either... I'm thinking about casting Spirit Shroud. If this affects him, just because every time he goes to start his turn, since he's within 10 feet of me, it'll reduce his speed by 10 feet and slow him down. That could help. Uh, by the way, yeah, I, I mentioned last time, like his turn, all his attacks he was doing, he also continued to move towards the school. Um, like Ubo up top of this thing's back can now see the town of Brightbank in the distance. Okay, that's definitely what I'm doing. I'm going to cast Spirit Shroud. So that is... Call for spirits of the dead which flit around you for the spell's duration. They're intangible and invulnerable. Any attack you make deals an extra 1d8 damage when you hit a t- when you hit a creature. The damage is radiant. In addition, the creature, when it starts within 10 feet, has its speed reduced. The extra damage increases by 1d8 if you cast it 4th level. I don't know. Does that count if I just cast it, or do I like cast it and hit him at the same time to activate it? Well, we can give you both, just because. Okay. I mean, so I'm this gonna, is a big boy. Gonna, I don't think it's gonna make much difference <laughs> yeah. if we give you one more attack. So, all right, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna pull that out, and I just I fucking jab my sword right into the side of his nasal cavity, and it'll be two d eight damage because that's my second fourth level spot or, or slot there, and that is. Nine. <laughs> okay. You make him sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> probably but like, it's a big sneeze. That probably just like blows me out of his nasal canal there. <laughs> okay. Alright, I think I think we're ready to go to Ubo and Merlin will be up next, followed by Clyde. Hey, can I get in the ear too? Yeah, sure. It's a party yeah, now. I'm gonna slip slip and slide down in there. You just see me and a bunch of spirits flying around me and shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty fucking wild when you get in there. Probably all smoky, too. So that was just your movement alone uh, would get you to the ear slide. Uh, You do all hear, like, after after Altrex came in the nose and started, like, fucking around, poking around and shit, uh, you do all hear... I try to be kind. You all could have enjoyed a few more hours of your life before I came back and just wrecked shop, but, well, so be it. Whatever, man. F you. Uh, but the Tarrasque starts to uh, slightly turn back towards uh, Clyde, Tiana, and Oh, Merle. God, guys. That's right. This is why Come you should have been me, in here buddy. with us. Come to me. Wait, where where am I inside this guy's ear? So, th- was that my entire turn, just moving no, down there? That was just your movement, and you okay. have slid down now into what we have determined as like a nasal passage that would go down to like throat and mouth, and it's like flesh above you. Okay, well, wind wall maybe I could suck the air out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
tick his nose real hard. Oh, can I? I'm gonna shoot Windwall down his throat. Okay. Let's see if he farts. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be a burp, not a fart, man. Hey. Okay, so it's going to so it's going to make a strength saving throw, but this is going to be a little bit different, I think, because I think this is more of like filling its you know throat and lungs with wind. So instead of strength, I think that'd probably be more like a constitution thing, but it's going to stay there in his throat. He's in big doo doo. Well, he's not going to be yes. over. He has a plus 10 to con saving throws. And he rolled a 4 plus 10. Maybe that saved? It's DC 17. Oh, shit. (laughs) Wow. I can't believe that actually failed. So, I think that's 3d8 of damage. Yeah, I got 17. Or 13 damage. 13, sorry. 13 damage, okay. We'll say that it's still, like, down there, like, in his throat. Like, just this torrent of wind. Wouldn't about. Um, Grease 1 and 2 are both with you, too. We'll say yeah, that they slip let's down. let's pop off. Well, yeah, let's pop off Pop off their shots. Where do you want to aim these shots at? Towards the brain. Okay, up. <laughs> like, just straight up. Yeah. All right, go ahead and roll your, uh, your attacks on those. Since you guys are in its in it now and it's flesh and not carapace i'm gonna drop down its ac from inside the 11's still gonna miss but the 20 will hit and shoot through the roof of this thing's uh nasal cavity for 12 points of damage wow it shoots through pierces through the first layer of like flesh and opens up a hole that's like maybe like eight inches circumference and it's enough for you to just kind of uh, like see up there from the light of Altrex's angels flitting around. And uh, you can definitely see it. It looks like there's like a cavern up there above you. Next up is Merlin. And Clyde is on next. And Clyde has haste. So I think it might be Merlin who will be needing to find some way to get up there. My my thing was I was gonna smash the staff like Barry said, but it's gonna hurt all you guys. So, well, we see the town of Flanderdash, and inside of the Majestic Goose Tavern, there are half a dozen orc and Goliath bodies, just kind of scattered about on the floor. And in the back corner, Thruin is standing there with her great axe drawn as two mind flayers are approaching. And now we're back to Merlin. Uh, you know what? I think it's going to be a lot of damage. I'm just going to go with it and just try and smash the staff on this dude. Oh, God. Wait a minute. We're, we're inside of it, <laughs> that too. But, but. I think I'm going to try to do it. All right. All right. We're all dead. Okay. We're all dead. Wait, aren't you going to die, no, Dustin? No, Altrex got some angels on him. I think he's good. I got some heal stuff up my sleeve. I think I'm good. It says he has a 50% chance to instantly travel to a <laughs> random plane of existence 50. to avoid and the explosion. Wait, do I have the 50%? You have a 50% chance. You have it. If you fail it, you take 16 times 50 force damage from the staff. 
that's that's dead. That's dead. That's, that is, that is dead, 800 dead. damage. If you win, like you you succeed, you'll teleport and avoid the explosion. And the Tarrasque will take 400 damage from this thing. You're fucking I mean, dead, man. As long as this monster, this this Godzilla takes some damage, you know what I mean? That Like, that's instant death for Merlin. Maybe. He got a 50% chance. 50-50 is bad. <laughs> oh, it's... That's pretty it good. It is bad. It is pretty bad. It's pretty good. You're looking at the glass half empty, man. But I did it. So what do I do? How how do we roll the 50-50? He would just roll a D2. One's, one's teleport, two is dead. Oh, God, no. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Or a D100. And 1 to 50, or 0 to 50 is live. 51 to 100 is dead. Merlin, you are breaking the like stat on, on your knee. Yeah, to destroy the staff and release the remaining magic. You gotta, you gotta get up next yeah. to it, man. So you run up under it. You run under its wiener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, don't tell me you're doing And you this. smash it. I did. You did Um. So you have a fifty percent chance to instantly travel to a random plane of existence, uh, avoiding the explosion. If you fail to avoid the effect, you take force damage equal to sixteen times the number of charges of the staff, which we have. Realize is like 50. We're just gonna say 50. Dude, I'm gonna cry if Merlin dies. Oh, dude, I don't know if you should do this. <laughs> All right, just roll a d100 and we'll go hi, you die. Ah, oh, dude. So, you all see Merlin, well, uh, Clyde and Tiana would see Merlin snap. The staff on his leg right after he gets under this Tarrasque. And this explosion just like ripples out from Merlin. You can't see Merlin anymore. Merlin's gone. And the Tarrasque rolled a uh, 11 plus zero dexterity. This thing is a big boy, right? He's not very dexterous. It's more of a brute strength. So how much damage is that? 400 damage. It's eight times the charges. Every other creature in the area must make make a dex save. (laughs) Okay, on a failed, the amount of damage based on how far away it is from the point of origin as shown below. Look, we we are all the way up in his nasal passages, 50 feet in the air. 20 feet away. So this is going to be six times the number of charges of the staff. Six no, because you ran up 50. to it. Yeah, you ran up to it, so you were you there. Ran up to it. But we're still you fifty were feet in the air, and his nose. I thought I was twenty feet away. Oh, I did have movement though, so I ran up to him. First, Merlin, can you roll me a um, D one hundred? Not good. Fuck. Thirty two. Cool. Uh. Merlin, as soon as you snap the staff on your leg and you see the explosion start to ripple out, you close your eyes and kind of like try to brace for the impact, but you don't feel anything. And then after a couple moments, you peek open one eye and you see that you're in this, there's these tall mountains all around you and they're all made out of this like black obsidian rock and there's this like dense fog as far as the eye can see and the sky it's not it's not like a night sky with stars in it it's just it's like a sheet of black like you can't see anything above you 
Um, you do not know where you are at the moment. Um, but this thing took 8 times 50, which is 400 points of... What kind of damage is that? Brute force, force damage. Forest damage, yeah. This thing has a lot of its carapace just blown away. Yeah. <laughs> Merlin. <laughs> oh, my man. <laughs> and we go to Clyde now. Clyde, you do not see Merlin anymore. You see this, like, circle of black uh, on the floor where Merlin once was standing. <laughs> He's dead. And you don't see Merlin. <laughs> I, mean, I don't see his body or anything. No body, nothing. You don't see his his gear, anything. Uh, I'm co- I am constantly enraged. All right, how far am I from the Trask? I believe twenty feet, and you've got eighty feet of movement now because you are hasted. You don't see anybody, actually, Clyde, except for Tiana. Uh, you don't see Merlin or uh, Ubo and Altrex either, who dropped into the ears of this thing. We'll just, again, just while uh, Clyde's kind of determining his next course of action, we see in Glassburn, Bergeron is pinning down this Grick. Uh, it's like a large, like a huge... Not a neothalid, but it's like a snake like that with a big jagged mouth with teeth. But Bergeron's holding it down with his metal legs, and you see Larry the Laser jump from a nearby balcony and just <laughs> land on this thing. It's like a tube of toothpaste, and it just like explodes out. But you see half a dozen intellect devourers, those little brains with uh, legs, start to rush towards those two and like swarm over them after that. No, not Larry. I just play alchemy jug. I don't have my jar of bees. You don't have your alchemy jug. Man, you use all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're using all of your Can't shit. Use my horn of Valhalla. Um, you got like six axe attacks though. I have six axe attacks. Well, you're hasted, so I think you have four. Oh yeah. This thing does have uh, legendary actions, and I'm I'm using all of its legendary actions to keep sprinting towards Brightbank and it just keeps charging towards the school and it's getting well no one no one's up there to see anymore but uh Clyde as you're trying your best to like keep pace with this thing you're now outside of the Skylight Woods and you can see the town of Brightbank now across like the fields I'm going to hit it you say four times or six times it gains an additional action. So three. So you get an additional two attacks Four. of whatever you normally can do, which I think is two. All right. Uh, I'm going to go step, and then I'm going to hit it four times with my axe. My plus two axe. Like its leg? Yeah. I'm going for the ankles. The cankles. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to roll four separate times. That hits. <laughs> Natural 20 again. Wow. 9 plus 11 does not. Uh, 17 plus 11 does. So 2, 3. And yes, yeah, 3 out of 4 hit. That's not bad. And one was a crit. I'm not mad. I did 39 damage. 39 damage. Hacking at one cankle. You're like, (laughs) again, it's like a blur, right? Um, As you're hasted (laughs) and just hacking away at this. 
<laughs> well, oh shit, it's its turn. Oh well, we're inside, so we're good. I, I'm I'm between his legs and the scrotum. It can't hit me. It can though. It, no, it doesn't have thirty five foot legs. It has a ten no, foot ball it sack. No, doesn't need legs. <laughs> He's gonna just dangle it. out by his you. fucking tank. <laughs> It's gonna swing his balls at your chin. You take forty-five <laughs> damage. You know what it's gonna do? It's gonna do a couple things, and this is gonna be. It's gonna, it's gonna sit on me. It's gonna squat. No, it's gonna it's gonna swipe at you first off with a claw. Um, that's for twenty-seven slashing, but you take half because you're Wait, raging. What was the AC? What was, what was the hit? Well, I rolled a twenty-nine okay. to hit. These things got. Hey guys, this thing has a plus nineteen to hit. I'll allow it. What the fuck? <laughs> I'll allow. It. Uh, but the the thing that's really cool that this is gonna do is it is going to try to bite at you, uh, Clyde. For oh wow, uh, that was a thirty-one to hit, which is, again it's the plus nineteen. Uh, that's not the big thing. It is going to do the bite for forty-three points of damage. You can do. Wait, but I'm raging. but then you have that. Raging. Yeah, you have that. Yeah, because it's piercing damage. So you'll have that for uh, twenty-one because it rounds down. So that was a total of twenty-one plus thirteen, um, thirty-four. But now you roll a strength saving throw because it's trying to swallow you into its mouth. It's a DC twenty, but honestly, I kind of like your odds of this. Okay. Uh, 19 by 1. <laughs> well, just barely it, like, you're scraping against its teeth as it's, like, putting you down its mouth. We'll say that it doesn't, like, throw you, like, all the way. F- you restrain enough that you can see this. It looks like uh, these little pools on the side of its throat that are, like, bubbling with acid that are going down into its throat and, like, down its stomach. And it, you, like, are almost falling into that acid, but you're able to restrain yourself and, like, hold on to the sink's tongue. But I'm and, still in the mouth, right? Yeah. And we'll say right. that above you, you can hear Altrex's angels flying around. Okay. Wait, but I'm ghost-stepping, too. Yeah, I don't remember what exactly that does. I can't read the full description because I, I didn't pay for it. So, <laughs> uh, Okay, well, we will note that you are in ghost mode in this thing's mouth. Uh, this time, that beam of psychic energy goes off of Ubo. So, Altrex, you will take nine psychic damage. As uh, for some reason, this big bubble of psychic energy ripples off of uh, Ubo, and then from that hole in the uh, the top of the nasal passage, where you guys can kind of see that cavern above, um, you see this uh, brain with four legs, like a dog, but its body's brain scratches through the hole, and it climbs down, and it is going to it is going to claw at. Uh, Ubo. Hey, do I still take that psychic damage even with my tattoo? For 11. Oh, you'll take half of that. I think, right? It yeah, says, you take half, right? When you take psychic damage, you can use your reaction to gain immunity and regain a number of hit oh. points to half the damage. Oh, so shit. I get four and a half health points. You heal. Yeah. 
Well, then this thing comes down and tries to claw at Ubo. So, Ubo, you're, like, holding up this, like, big brain thing that's clawing at you. But it rolled an 11, so that's not going to hit you. And then we go back up to Altrex now. Oh, man. I know what we need to do. I'm talking to U- talking to Ubo here. What's up? <clears throat> what up, dude? What up? What up, dude? We got to find the brain. He's got to be close. Ready to do what it is? It's got to be where this thing's brain would be. You think the brains are hanging out? I mean, I think that's how he'd be controlling us to ask, you know? Uh, he could be doing it, like, telepathically. I wish there was a way for us to, like, find out. I guess we could go up to the bread. Yeah, what if what if we just went up there and, like, smashed his brain to bits? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's he, what He's I'm done thinking. for. That's what I'm thinking. How far away are we, DM, from the brain cavity? We'll say that it's that hole above you that this uh, intelligent uh, intel- intellect devourer just came down of. Um, Altrex, you could probably touch it. It's probably that I close. I could touch the hole? So you probably just have to... Yeah, it's not wide enough for you to climb through, but, I mean, it's like flesh, so you could, you know, you could do a couple things to get I could up tear there. my way through there. Jump up and poke it. How far, how, like, what would happen if I were to climb 30 feet up? You wouldn't even need to use that much climbing. You see this, Opiro Ubo? I think that'll yeah. lead us there. I'll go. Just follow me. Okay. Okay. All right, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna climb up the hole. I'm gonna tear it open. Yeah, I think. I think all tricks for you. Like I said, you're you're tall enough. I don't. I don't think there's anything for you to roll. Have to roll. I have Spidey flops too. If I need them. Fuck yeah. Just in case. <laughs> you wrote a 17 just yeah. in case. Yeah. Dude, Spidey Flops is probably the best fucking thing. In this game. <laughs> it's been yeah. good. Johnny, Johnny from episode one picked some really good gear like that have been very helpful. But either way, oh God, I still remember that fucking puzzle you guys bypassed with that damn that I like really mathed out shit. <laughs> anyway, um, so Altrex, you're able to, especially with that 17 athletics, uh, you can kind of reach up and grab that hole and you'll be climb, climbing up and slash also like ripping away to like climb up into this cavern Gross. and from up here you can see that it, you're in the skull the top of the skull of this Tarask and you can see uh, this brain that has these black tendrils coming off of it as it's kind of floating it does not look like a like a natural brain that you would imagine for this thing to have. Um, and you just hear mentally, oh shit. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, well, yeah. well. Thought you could hide, didn't you? Well, I mean, I can. I'm, you're, you're still dead, mister. <laughs> it sounds you like he's I, fucking worried now. You don't look, you don't look so tough from here. Squishy. A little squishy. Let's see. Uh, let's see how this fares with you. And I pull out my sword, and I yell, "Hot tamales!" He's not firing <laughs> me. <laughs> and I'm gonna run up to this fucking brain, and I'm gonna cast. What's the highest level I can cast this thing right now? <laughs> fucking three, damn it! Because I don't have a fourth level spell slot. I'm casting a level three searing smite on him. Straight right to the brain. 
Okay. And that is 3d6 plus 1d6 plus 1d6. So, 3, 4, 5d6. Roll the hit. Yeah, I know. Roll the, the squishy, hit. squishy brain. Oh. Hang well, on. Well, that was a... You rolled a 7, and that's plus. I will say, I'm going to go ahead and let you in a little secret. Yes. The squishy brain has a 10 armor class, so... Um, I believe you have more than a plus three. Oh, shit. It's plus nine. It's plus nine. Plus nine. Yeah. Okay. So that's a 2d6 plus four by itself. Plus 5d6 with the flame damage. So that is, let's see, 2d6, 5d6, 7d6 plus four total. Oh, kind of low. That's 23 total. Flame and brute damage. 23 points of damage. Okay. That was just one attack, though, right? That was one. I'm going to do it again. Yeah, third level, too. Same exact thing. So I got to roll to hit again here. Uh-huh. And that one's a 10 by itself. 10 plus 9, 19. Yeah, you got it. 33 this 33. time. 33. Shit. 56 points of damage. Yeah. Still alive as you are slashing through it. And uh, he just like shrieks out like, Come on, come on, man. Come on, man. We could, you could just, you could hang out in the terrace with me. You could just hang out with me here. We just, come, we could just, you, you want a spaceship? I can get you a spaceship. I want you gone. All of you gone. We now go to Ubo's turn. Ubo, you can see this bigger hole now that Altrex has climbed through it. The braid's up here. Come on. I'm going to climb up and I'm going to cast Shatter. <laughs> okay. Does it need to make a roll for something for that? Con 17. Wow. With a plus five, it got a 13. (laughs) 18 damage. So when I use that, I guess uh, it's like a magnet to the object that I'm going to attack. And I turn around and it sucks my shell towards it and it just slams it. (laughs) Okay. And this thing, like you can see like... The psychic energy, like just like rippling through this brain, as you slam into it. Degrees one and two have a way of getting up here. So, and I mean, fuck, they like hover. So I think they could like cover up the walls and like get up there with you guys, and you could have them both shoot at this brain. God, if Clyde gets up, if Clyde gets a whiff of this fucking brain, I think it's, I think it is. Twenty and twenty-two. Yep, both of those hit by far. I forget what the roll um, is. 2d8? For the for the damage? Uh, yeah, they're both 2d8. So you could just roll 4d8 if you want. We don't even know that Merlin's, like, dead or gone. No. Um, well, nobody, nobody saw it happen except for Clyde and Tiana. Yeah, we were in the ear. Let's be real. And Merlin's dead. Tiana <laughs> is still behind. Tiana did not come up with Clyde. Um, but... So twenty-two points. So both of these uh, turrets fire off these ballista uh, arrows at the brain, and they're both stuck, uh, sticking out of the frontal lobes of this thing. Um, it's not. It's looking. Um, I did that through the lobotomy. <laughs> it's not looking good. Uh, we go to Merlin. Merlin, you are looking around in that. Just it. Somehow you can somehow you can tell it's daytime, even though the sky is solid black. And then you see 
after just a moment of peace and quiet and you're like trying to get your bearings on what this place is you see two dozen of these shadow creatures some of them are shaped like spiders some are snakes uh some of them are these like eight foot tall four-armed troll looking creatures start to swarm you from the darkness and they're closing in on you like a circle and right when they get within like a five foot range of you this bright rainbow of light pillar just shoots down from the sky and it explodes all the ones that touch it and the ones that were a little bit further back have like started backing up and have like retreated now that this light has come about and you see standing there in front of you it looks like Steve but is completely white with a rainbow mane and a big horn unicorn horn on its head Merlin Merlin what do you, you broke the staff what are you thinking well, well I was <laughs> trying to kill that dang creature that was a Tarrasque you can't kill a Tarrasque oh I think we can kill it we almost got it I, I don't think you do. You want to... What do you... Merlin, what do you want? Do you want to... want to hang out here for a little bit and, like, wait and see if your friends... Well, well technically, I was going to use plane shift to plane shift back to my home plane. Well, lot, well if you don't want... If you don't want my well, help... Well, hang no. on now. Yeah? If you would like to help us, I would really I would really love your help to try and defeat this thing. He's trying to kill my friends. Uh, what kind of help are you looking at to get from me? Well, you know, you don't have to, like, kill it. But even if you just, like, you know, banish it to another plane, you know, just out of this world. Just get him out of here. I don't really like getting my hands dirty too much. How about this? How about we? How about I send you back home? And how about I just like sprinkle a little bit of my healing glitter on you and your bodies? Would that would help a little too? Yeah, I'm sure. It's gonna stick for a while. It's gonna be hard to get the glitter. Oh gosh, we can be glitterified. Uh, I hate glitter. Yeah. It'll heal you, but also you'll have glitter on you for like a, like a while. As a girl dad, I hate glitter. <laughs> so what do you say, Marilyn? Who you think that's a... Who are you yeah. talking to? You know, yeah, I'll go <laughs> Who the fuck ahead. is this thing? Let's say, yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Yeah, who's this guy? <laughs> All right. Shazam! <laughs> and um, Marilyn, you're like, it's just puff up glitter and smoke and sparks and you are right back standing in that same kind of silhouette of that black uh, ash circle on the ground but you are completely covered in glitter and <laughs> Ubo, Altrex, Clyde, Tiana all of you are also covered in glitter um, out of nowhere you in the brain of this thing covered in glitter uh, but the fuck <laughs> You also all get 17 points of health back. Nice. That's almost fully healed. Uh, and now it's Merlin's turn. Um, did I take any damage from the initial attack, though? You did not. You survived, buddy. Ah, I don't have a lot. I'm going to put a hex on this thing. 
Okay. Okay. Boom. Hexed. <laughs> it's got a big X above its head. Uh, we go to Clyde. Clyde, you are in this thing's mouth, standing on its tongue, hasted. All right. Now remember, I'm ghost stepping. Man, I should have let. I should have kept my bar- jar of bees for now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was probably like one of the best moments of this show. We're just fucking shatters uh, yeah, after like twelve episodes. So it's resistance to fireball, right? Yes. Fire. What if I was to throw a fireball necklace down its throat? Um, it it would probably think it tastes pretty good, but um, <laughs> I do I do want to say that Clyde can hear <gasps> above you quite a bit of ruckus coming from uh, everybody else, and you can also hear in your mind telepathically everything that the brain has said. Can I open Darren's instant fortress inside of this? God just wants to kill the Tarask at this point. I don't think that would like you know open and then like blow them up. <laughs> How many times can I use my alchemy joke? Because you know, all tricks threw it back to me. I did not throw it back to you yet. It's hooked to my side. Um, you could use your instant fortress, but um, you and Ubo. And all tracks would all need to make saves or take 10d10 damage also. Uh, that could definitely kill us. <laughs> yeah, but it also could not be that bad. It could not be that bad. <laughs> okay, since I'm ghost stepping, mm-hmm. I am going to go to its stomach. Stomach? Yeah, I'm going to... I'm in its mouth, right? I'm like keeping the jaws from clenching down. I'm ghost stepping, so I'm going to just whoosh, right down his throat into his stomach. Told you he's going to kill this trask. <laughs> I'm ghost stepping, so I don't have to fucking breathe. And am I still hasting? Uh huh. I'm going to hit it four times in the belly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let's this do this. <laughs> Heartburn, here I come. I've already mentioned that we have dropped its AC by five. Uh, if you're inside and not having to get through its carapace. 30. Sure 30 hits. 30 does hit. Damn. So Merlin's going to be the only thing on the outside. Pretty sure 31 hits. This thing's about to fuck up Merlin on its next turn. When Why me? Because you're the only, one, you're the only out one, there. one outside. <laughs> does, 20, does 22 hit? 22 does hit. Yeah. I got glitter on me. You can't see me. That's you can extra hits. see. Wow, it, all four hit. Well, unless uh, unless Clyde kills this thing right here, it's already looking pretty shook from that blast of your staff doing four hundred fucking damage to it. Four D twelve plus twenty four, fifty eight damage. Clyde, describe what that looks like when you cut through its stomach. Oh man, it's glorious. You remember uh, Men in Black when he gets inside the cockroach yeah. and blows it out? Imagine that. It's like 30 feet from the edge of Bright Bank right now. Like it's it's running towards it. It's like about to get to the outer wall. And even if this thing's not attacking, like if this thing was just walking over, it would be destroying buildings. And then Clyde ghost steps through its stomach. 
And it's already been blown apart from uh, Merlin's staff. And then Clyde just hacks through this thing's stomach and splits a big opening and it drops to the floor. And at that, the brain um, looks over at all tracks. Does it have eyes? The brain? <laughs> no, but it like turns like towards like in point. You can tell like when the I'm front here, is. I'm over here just like this. I even throw my sword down and everything. It's got, it's got googly eyes hot glued to it. <laughs> First off, a tentacle a tentacle is going to uh, wow, reach out towards you for a, a 12? That doesn't make sense. Uh, I'm guessing a 12 doesn't hit no. you. So it like flails out at you and it's just trying to do like whatever it can and then it's going to cast that that mind blast. Your fa- everybody's favorite thing, right? Okay, that was a uh, so you and Ubo make an eighteen intelligence saving throw, please, or take twenty six points of damage and be wow, Ubo nine with a plus nine. Dang. You got thirteen. Both got Altrex also got a thirteen, 13. with a minus one. Does my tattoo do anything? For Altrex, you are able to use your reaction with your psychic tattoo and absorb that and actually heal from that. Nice. And we go to your turn. And you you can look over and you see Ubo stunned. I'm just drooling. Uh, Much like you all were stunned when Jeremy cast this on you all. That was 26 points of damage, right? So half, so 13. That, That fully healed me. So Altrex is fully healed. I really thought Altrex was going to die tonight. <laughs> no, I'm, to I'm just getting healed left and right here. So figuratively, or well, hypothetically speaking, just so this would look cool, if I were if I were to cast my my necklace bead and did wind walk and turned into a gas, all right. If I went inside this brain as the gas and then reformed. You'd be wearing a brain. From oh, uh, as windwalk as windwalks from your orb, right? It's from the that ne- could be cool, like a tutu. Oh no, no, the same for my orb. This is for my necklace of prayer beads. I guess it would be orb too. I think I have the wind orb, yeah. don't I? Okay, but go, yeah. yeah, but you, you can do this. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna cast windwalk. I just pop my little necklace bead off and I crush it in my hand and I turn into a gas, and then. Just the brain just sees me coming towards it as a gas, and it just I go right inside of it. Yeah, we'll say you're able to go and occupy the space of this brain, and then and then pop out, and, and the brain already being weakened in. just explodes, and it's right at the same moment that the Tarask is already hitting the ground and scattering across from Clyde, ripping out from it, and we see a couple things. We see that back in the stratu that door just slides open and uh we see ubo's parents standing there visibly scared but also ready to fight and they both have aluminum foil uh wrapped around their heads and ubo's mom ortiz is holding a broom and his dad uh, <laughs> tito is holding this jar of cookies one of them cocked back ready to throw as this mind flare menacingly steps in and since in count easy this is going to be you see that mind flare smirk until its body just goes rigid for a moment and then it starts to grasp its head from both sides doubles over confused and in pain 
And then without a moment's hesitation, Tito yells, Get him! And the two start to beat this mind flare. And then in Flanderdash, uh, as that mind, those two mind flares were cornering Thuin, they both also look at each other confused and then start to grab their their heads. And Vimic, the little uh, halfling boy that you all helped, uh, runs out from behind the counter and hits the mind flare in the knee with his wooden sword. Um, and as it doubles over in pain, Thuin comes over and beheads it with an axe. And just in an instant, it, the tides are turning everywhere when their link is severed from this elder brain. And back in the academy, we see Jeremy doubled over with uh, Headmaster Wake standing there. And she points at him and just says the word die and cast power word kill. And Jeremy just drops to the ground lifeless. And just all around everywhere... Back in Owl's Peak, we see the Moon Dogs fighting two Mind Flayers in the ring, and they were getting bested. But then uh, they both hesitate for a second, grab their heads, and you see Chainsaw, that eight-foot-tall Warforge, cut into one with its sharpened elbows. While uh, the Cucumber, the Goblin that you all wrestled, picks up one and suplexes them to the ground. And just all around Modress, all of the Mind Flayers have had their connection with this Elder Brain severed. I want to hear more about Larry the Laser. <laughs> Larry the Laser already had his moment to shine. But yeah, after this Tarrasque hits the ground and after this Elder Brain has been absolutely obliterated, you all are just like 30 feet outside of Bright Paint. And it's getting quiet now. I'm standing there flicking off brain matter all over the place. I'm cutting the head off the trask and keeping it. <laughs> I'm gonna climb out of the ear. I'm I'm dusting all this glitter off me. Hey, we don't even see you yet. Where's Merlin? I don't know where I am. <laughs> I think I came back and gave you guys all glitter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all shiny and glitter. I got glitter. I got glitter and fucking brain matter all over me, and I can't clean it off. As you all walk through the gates of Bright Bank and. You see the destruction that even in this short amount of time, there are buildings that are halfway collapsed in on themselves. There are uh, these isolated fires that are kind of spread out from building to building. Uh, that steakhouse you all stopped by on your way home from Estradu is almost completely burnt down. There are uh, uh, some bodies of illithid spread throughout the streets, but also some bodies of, uh, you know, humans and and halflings and dwarves. And, you know, you may or may not have known these people, but they all lived in Brightbank. They all called this place home. You probably walked past them while shopping or just walking the streets. But as you all are taking in the grim sight of the aftermath, you do then see the gates of the academy open up. And at first you see Klug walk out, who <laughs> may not be your first choice uh, to see. But then behind him, Rux, Jurundu, and then all of the Funky Four. They all seemingly survive the, in, the encounter at the school. And then uh, Wake brushes them all aside. And as she sees you four, she charge it you would not expect her to be able to move this fast but she runs towards 
all four of you and tries to get like as many of you in, into a hug as she can. Maybe uh, maybe takes Merlin out uh, with like a, a little bit of an overzealous hug slash tackle. But this is probably genuinely the happiest you four have ever seen Headmaster Wake. Cut to 20 years later. Where are you all 20 years later after the Illithid invasion D-Day? Who would like to start? I think Merlin, I think you know where you are now, right? Wait a minute. We're all Uh at my boot house. (laughs) Partying it up. 20 years? It's like a a summer party weekend. We're all at my boot house. Wait, how long do turtles live? Long time. (laughs) <laughs> 20 years later I have I have one. Oh man Ubo dead Okay Alchex Where are you at So It, it cuts to a Wait, scene Wait first Can we Where's Professor Wake at What's she What's she doing She's in my boot house man <laughs> Everybody's in the boot house <laughs> <laughs> Alright so Cuts to a scene And there is a Just a cloud of gas Alright and all of a sudden, I pop back in, and it zooms out, and I'm in a classroom, and I'm talking to a bunch of kids, and I say, and that is how I killed the hive brain <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> in the newly revamped Grimoire Academy that we refunded oh, and restarted in the class that I like I'm teaching. This. And they all kept asking me. And then the bell rings. Yes. And all the kids are collecting all their stuff and leaving. And uh, as they're all shuffling past, you see uh, Professor Wake in, or Headmaster Wake uh, in the door frame waiting for everybody. And then she comes up. You're really not going to stop telling that story, are you, Alchex? How can I? How can, I, how can anybody not tell that story? Uh, it's been, Alchex, it's been 20 Years. Wouldn't you tell the story if it was you who Altrex, did it? Altrex, yeah, I was there. I used Power Word Kill and killed Jeremy. J- you know, you remember Jeremy, the one that bested all four of you? You didn't windwalk into the hive brain and destroy it from I'll give the you, it out. is a good story, but 20 years later. The kids like to hear. And Headmaster Wake now, like all of her, uh, she still has kind of a similar hairstyle. It's, you know, dreads going down the back, but they're, you know, graying now mostly. Um, definitely showing some signs of age with a few wrinkles across her face. I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, 20 years is a long time. You got to come up with, you got to mix it up a little bit. What if one of these students fails and is in your class next year? Wouldn't that be embarrassing if you told the same story next year? Well, next year I'll tell them the story about how you almost killed me when I pretended to be a mind flayer. No, dude, f- fucking Altrex, I swear to God, if you tell that story. I yeah, swear to God, we'll what you will be demoted to Klug's job. And Klug will get to teach. <laughs> don't, t- don't talk about the main I mean, Don't talk about any of that. There's a plethora of stories I could come up with. Altrex, there is one thing I wanted to talk to you about uh, other than your your Mind Flayer story, uh, if you're done talking about that. Yes, yes. Um, obviously, I'm getting up there in years. You 
haven't aged a day as a warforged. So I was just thinking that maybe, maybe in like the next, we'll, we'll give you a little bit of time, maybe like the next five years, if you wanted to maybe start to take on some of the responsibilities of the academy. All right. Uh, start to take over. Are you, are you asking me to be headmaster? She didn't ask okay. us. Well, not like not like right now, but you know, in a couple of years. Where's my goddamn sending stuff? You know, when I need to re- <laughs> when I want to retire and uh, take some time off. But uh, I mean, I, maybe a year or two. I, I guess I could fit it in my schedule. You know, between blowing up hive brains and taking on mind flares. Okay. You blew up one hive brain <laughs> in your life. I think you're good. <laughs> It was, <laughs> it was 20 years ago. I think all you're right, good. All right, look, it would be an honor. And then we'll cut to who's up next. I'll go next. All right, Merlin, where are you at 20 years later? Uh, Merlin started his own little barbershop up again. Named it, it uh, <laughs> Refundables. Wait, Merlin's not dead yet. <laughs> if you don't like it, you're refunded. How old were you? <laughs> Merlin's 74 years yeah, old. You're dead. <laughs> Merlin is 74. What? I ain't dead. You got like six years You're left. You're right, Alan. <laughs> you got about six years left. Um, okay, where, uh, is this in Bright Bank? Oh, yeah. He hasn't it's turned right a profit. The academy. He hasn't turned a profit in 15 years because everyone just says they hate their haircuts. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't making no money. You hear the bell ring to your shop and you see Kluke, uh, Waddle in, and he jumps up in a chair. All right, the usual. Oh, okay. I, I, I think I, I think I can handle that. Clue, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Uh, did you hear about Altrex and Wake? Yeah, I did. Altrex gave me one of his sitting stones, and my God, I can't hear it. I, I've never heard the end of it. Oh, is he telling you the story about him killing the Elder Ray too? Yeah, you you were there. What is he telling you? No, he won't stop telling me. <laughs> uh, just a little off the top, and it's just like a like a really sm- short. It's like if somebody's uh, shaves their head bald, and then it's like a week later, it's just like a little stubble up there. Yeah, well, not only that, um, but also. Wake is asking Altrex to be the new headmaster. Did you hear that? I don't think so. You haven't told me that yet. Yeah. So I do, I want to give my condolences uh, for Tiana. I'm sorry I missed the wake. I was actually out at Estradu doing some uh, ambassador work, so I apologize for that. But uh, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. I'm not too bad. You staying busy? Yeah, I'm super busy. I, people just keep coming in back for re- refunds, I guess. <laughs> well, well, yeah, you shouldn't have named your shop the Refundables. That's yeah, I think I'm a bad a store. <laughs> That's a bad store name. Because then everyone's like, "Oh, I can get a refund." You know, you get it, right? Oh, I get it. Trust me, I get it twice. <laughs> I got maybe twice the haircuts. Maybe like Merlin's magnificent. Oh, I can't oh, think of a third end. That's too long That is too long, yeah. Mm. But um, but yeah, I just, I know you've had your time, and you know, I just, I feel like I didn't know Tiana enough. You know, you know what I mean. I, I knew her for the last couple of years, 
Um, after the whole Tarask and Autobrain thing, and everyone got a little bit closer after that, but... I don't know. I feel like you had the true experience of knowing her growing up, and I just kind of wanted to come hang out. I know that I come in here every few days to just get my head shaved, but it's really... If I can save a couple coin, it's really just to talk to you. I don't really need a haircut that much, if that's okay. <laughs> if I could just hang out. Yeah, that's no problem at all. I'm getting razor burn. It's really bad. I'm, well, I'm sorry. I've got giving you razor burn? I'm sorry. Well, I'm coming in like every five days. I'd rather just like come and hang out, if that's okay. I, I just didn't know how to ask. Well, you can come out and hang out anytime you want. Alright, thanks, Marlon. I really appreciate it. I'm glad I'm not carrying your bags anymore. I'm glad, too. You you spilt them all quite a few times, huh? Have him sweep the hair for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clyde or Uba? Uh, I guess I'll go. So, uh, U- Uba's uh, pushing in a couple uh, buttons on his... Uh, this tree it's secret codes he goes underground <laughs> it, he puts in the secret password right did the tree uh-huh. turns into a big doorway right the 69420 mm-hmm. yeah no you don't you don't know my password <laughs> but it opens up the sand beach in Estrado he goes down into his secret lair where he's just inventing all kinds of cool tech I like it. Uh, can I say that in one corner there is a motorcycle that's nearly finished? It's nearly f- 20 can, years. Okay, we can say it's finished if you want. Yeah. Uh, because you said that's how in like I get session around. zero. In session zero, you said what you wanted by the end of the campaign is to have invented a motorcycle. So I want <laughs> you to have a motorcycle. Yeah, I'm just working on like nukes and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can we say Rux is down there? Yeah, Rux is hanging out. Grit coin. That's what I'm working on. Oh, welcome home, Uma. Where you been? <laughs> it's been Uma. like five days. Well, I'm just looking for some seashells. and I need some uh, seashell sand, you know, for some tech. How is that different than regular sand? It's different, trust me. <laughs> I promise you, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. But can you go steal me some? Some seashells. motorcycles? Seashell sand. Seashells. Okay. Uh, I, didn't you just collect a bunch of it? I don't have enough. I did like 20,000 times more. <laughs> I don't think. Why do I need to steal it? From Mother Nature? No, no, no. Those, those people, trust me. In Port Shemaria, I know who you're talking about. Uh You're talking about Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Oh, fuck that guy so bad. He's got so much seashell shame. He doesn't even know what to do with it. Go get it. Go get that shit. What are you going to do, Ubo? I'm going to be working on the nukes today. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> really giant nuclear well, work. You already got so many of them. Why are you making more? I did. Uh, I need to get the launch codes right. 
It's just 69-69-420. No, that's not a good one. I gotta change it. <laughs> all right, we're all go steal all fucking Jacob's uh, sea cell sham. That's a hard word to say if you think about it. Sea cell sham. I can't even right? say. Is that hard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I almost got my new project launched. Yeah? What's Gr- that? Gritcoin. Grit. Oh, like a grit. Oh. It's like Bitcoin, but Gritcoin. <laughs> that sounds real. That sounds real profitable. Gonna, Uba, I can't wait till we dive in. It's going to be the new currency. I cannot wait. I have high hopes for that. Nobody's going to need gold ever again. Oh, well, it's so heavy. It's just so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut to Clyde. Clyde, where are you at? Ah, <laughs> I'm in my boo house. <laughs> Not even a hundred feet from the academy. I built a new one. <laughs> you, you built? Okay, I didn't know if you moved it or built a new I built one. A, I have two properties now. One in Flanderdash. Oh shit! Branching out. This is the <laughs> left boot. Yeah, this is a left boot. <laughs> this is a left and a right boot. <laughs> So I let Thuin live in the boot in Flanderdash. Okay. And then me and Claire live in the boot house at the academy. So is is this like a a polygamous uh, relationship we got going here? No. No, it's just me and Claire. But we have 13 kids and half of them are four feet tall. Eight feet tall. That was busy. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. What's the sizes of these kids? Because I know Claire is a dwarf. Half of them are four feet tall. Other half are about eight feet tall. <laughs> they're all girls. No, they're they're. It's a good mix of girls and boys. It's a good mix. still glitter everywhere, man. If you got one girl, yeah. it's glitter. Everywhere. There ain't no glitter okay. in my goddamn boot. No glitter. <laughs> you know, what, you know what I like about this. Uh. I've been trying to come up with, like, you know, scenes for each of you, which means that I think what makes most sense is you and Claire to have a scene, which means that after fucking 45 episodes, <laughs> finally Claire is going to talk. <laughs> yep. I, um, uh, I, I uh, commented her on her calf muscles. <laughs> and, uh, and that's how it all started. That was it. How far away is your boot? A hundred yards from the academy. Okay, it's next to my tower, and every day I walk outside and I wave to you. Yeah, and every day, <laughs> every day I'm on my front porch, just day drinking. <laughs> Perfect, day and night drinking. That's right, I'm retired. How old are you, Johnny? Clyde? Clyde would be fifty. Oh. Yeah, you were. I believe he was. Clarity. You were the oldest the of us, story. Merlin. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. That's honest. what I'm saying. If he's retired, man, what, what does that make me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, dead. <laughs> yeah, I was age 30, so that would make me 50. Yeah, you'd be 50. Yeah. When you did Ubo's scene, I imagine that, that Indiana Jones, when they zoomed out, and it was that never-ending warehouse of all the shelves. <laughs> I pictured that yeah. with nothing but new kids all the way down it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm going to go ahead and send one of those nukes. <laughs> Um, Just send it. Your quickness of turtles, like uh, Ubo's, like uh, like assistant, personal oh, yeah, assistant. 
helping him make his stuff. Uh, as Clyde is on the front porch day drinking, uh, Claire's Claire will come out. Hey, Clyde, what are you thinking? Uh, <laughs> She's like- gonna talk just like your daddy. She's gonna talk just like your daddy. <laughs> Clyde, can you t- Clyde, can you tell your daddy quit spooking me? Claire is a beefy ass gnome. That is I, not what she sounds like. It's a it's a dwarf. I'm a dwarf. You should know that by now. We've been married for like uh, two uh, twenty years now. Hey, can you tell your daddy to quit messaging? He quit spooking me. Uh, I I can't tell daddy what to do. He does what he does. That he keeps spooking me. I was doing laundry for the thirteen kids. Law laundry. And he just spooked up right in front of me, and he thinks it's so gosh dang funny. Oh, he's a dirty old rascal. Don't worry about him. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> dang near give me a heart attack. He's a ghost. He can't do nothing. Just expect it. It's real spooky. Just I expect just, it. Can I join you in some day drinking? Hell yeah. Do it for uh, Dale, baby. We, do it for Dale. We drink? Oh, drink for <laughs> Dale. Wait, um, can you refresh my memory on who Dale is one more time? Dale Bernhardt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. The famous horse cart racer. He he just barely beat out Bud Lightfoot that one time. He did. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah. You ever think about going over to the academy there and like doing like some... like? You know, inspirational speeches or anything like that. You did kill. You did save Modrus, right? Oh hell no! I. You know what? Your buddies. Your buddies working there. I. I think I left some deer heads over there. I might go over there and get those back. But other than that, I'm sure Ultrax has told that story enough times for everybody. Well, that's true. He told me it three times, and I've only met him three times. <laughs> well, quit letting him see you. I will say, if you left deer heads over there 20 years ago, they're probably going to be pretty nasty. Can, can can me and Claire go see if my deer heads are still there? Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll fade out as you guys are going back to reclaim your deer heads with one final scene of the entire campaign, and that is two years later at Merlin's funeral. <gasps> what the... <laughs> He killed you. I'm only 76, man. <laughs> There's some weird wizard at his funeral with a chicken on his head. Oh, he brings me oh. back to life. I'm, I'm He's a necromancer. <laughs> oh. You shouldn't have been so damn old, man. Uh, I'm I was only 50. It. What happened? I'm, I'm going to make a human barber. <laughs> I was only 50. <laughs> Yeah, I live to be like 3,000 years old. I never die as long as I get technology upgrades. Yeah, and I, I send you Same I send you oil. one every two days. Yeah, <laughs> so it keeps it going. Updates. And some great cooling. You have self-driving now. <laughs> you can take a nap and something get there. Anyway, it's an open casket. Merlin died of old age. So... I got a nice haircut though, right? Yeah, it's not salt and I pepper did it. anymore. It's straight, just it's just no. <laughs> it's just solid white now. Uh, beard and hair, solid white, and uh, Merlin's in the casket, and he's dressed very nice. That uh, your sleeves rolled down. 
for once. Uh, you got your dress shirt on, your apron, you're being buried in your apron. And there are just like rainbows of colors of flowers all around your casket. Everybody's there. The Funky Four, Wake, uh, Naomi, uh, even Thuin, and uh, now um, if you see Larry Darryl, the Laser. If you say Daryl, so help me. Larry the Laser's there. Daryl's there. No. The Minotaur Shopkeep. Um, also, uh, Vimic, that little boy halfling that you all uh, got his sword back from his uh, older bully is now like grown up. Um, and older, and he's there. Bergeron, uh, all of the Moon Dogs, Chainsaw, uh, Strongman, Strong, the Cucumber, all of them are there. Everybody that you all had an impact on their lives, um, you know, other than like Arillo, who you all killed. Um, everybody else is there. Reboido, my daddy. Reboido's there, ghost form, and everybody can see Reboido, not just Clyde. Everybody can see Reboido standing in the back. And the uh, headmaster wake finishes her uh, <laughs> speech because I don't have one prepared, and then says, "Does anybody have any final words to say for Merlin?" I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna roll his sleeves up. Oh, please don't touch him, Clyde. Oof, he just touched him. Yeah, I'm rolling his sleeves up. That's what he would have wanted. Hmm. Yes, but you did. Okay. Do you have anything to say, Clyde? I, I forged myself this little straight razor knife. I'm going to put it in his little pocket. His little apron pocket. I, uh, <clears throat> I just want to say it was, it was an honor knowing Merlin and serving all those years ago. We had a lot of great adventures. I, um, all checks. I'm going to cut you short. Please don't tell this. I, 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 I won't. <laughs> like I he was there. He was there the day that he was there the day that I cast the uh, wind walk inside of the brain and blew it up and saved all of Motris during the fight we all had. But that's 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 a story for another time. <laughs> you remember that time when I when I just slid uh, down that gullet, the gullet's throat, and took out the sliced open his belly. Yeah, that was amazing. Oh that man, good times. We, Let's do it again. We had, we had some great times. But uh how about we focus how about we focus <laughs> if we are going to tell a story, how about we focus on Merlin sacrificing himself? Speaking of which, speaking of which. And I open up this little compartment on my chest and I pull out this little cup and I turn over it and I just pour out a giant amount of glitter into his casket over his body. Oh, that's fucked up. Uh, that's just the way <laughs> I remember it. I'm gonna go uh, kiss Merlin on the mouth, and when I kiss him, <laughs> when I kiss his corpse, I'm gonna spit some uh, immortality serum in there. <laughs> I just hope it works. Uh, if it doesn't work, that sucks. But uh, I spit it in there, and I whisper to his ear, "Hey, here, take this whistle. If it." If, if if it works, <laughs> whistle. Yeah, if this works, man, just toot on this whistle. I'll come get you. <laughs> I'll come get. I'll come dig you up. You're covered in toot, No big toot. deal. Just give me a little titchy. I'll hear it from miles and miles away from my lair. 
Y'all remember when we was in battle and <laughs> Merlin was just sleeping on the back of a fucking horse? <laughs> I do. I do. We had to tie him to the horse so he wouldn't fall off. And we had to we had to tie him so he wouldn't fall off. You remember that one time when it was snowing and the fucking snowman walked through and he was just sleeping on the ground. <laughs> he was asleep for a lot of the a lot of our encounters. <laughs> Out of the time, <laughs> Larry, Larry the laser says, "Yeah, I remember when, he, when we were wrestling, and he was in a g-string, and he grabbed onto one of the moon dogs and jumped out and got him out. But he stood up, and he was still on the body, so he wasn't out. Yeah, that was that was good time. I want to shout out Berlin for the uh, badass fades he gave me. I only have two hairs, but man." <laughs> <laughs> Man, they're pretty good. <laughs> they were fading. Fuck yeah. I, I will say, I haven't quite ever found anybody who could polish a butt as good as he did. The uh, the the first mate from the pirate ship says, uh, Arg, I remember the haircut he gave me after Claude there lied about being Merlin and took command of the ship. And then Merlin paid off Clyde's debt with the haircut. Arr, that was the best undercut that we ever did see. Arr. That was not the thing's voice at all, but... <laughs> it worked. I don't think we even had a voice for that guy. <laughs> he did, uh, but yeah. And at, and at that, the uh, uh, Professor Wake uh, takes a step back, and that unicorn again comes down in a shower of glitter and sparkles and rainbows. All right, it's time to say goodbye to our buddy here. He owes me his soul, so this is the farewell to everybody else, and no, welcome home to me. I'm going to steal his body and run to my my boot home, so so the unicorn can't take his soul. I'm going to cast Fireball on him. No, I'm just kidding. Everyone roll initiative. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We'll end it there with the the unicorn closing the casket. Wait, wait, Uh, no, no, Merlin jumps on the unicorn and rides away, man. Okay, okay, yeah. Very majestic-like. As Merlin, er, as the unicorn is closing on the casket, uh, Merlin, his ghost, uh, like phantoms up, sits up, and jumps on the back of the unicorn as the casket closes on the uh, body of uh, the corpse of Merlin. I'm going to go step and throw my flip-flop at him. <laughs> <laughs> Merlin turns his shoulder, hand over his shoulder, and just pew, sparkles of freaking all kinds of colored lights just shoot over and block that freaking flip-flop. And he just floats away. Clyde does see the ghost Merlin mount up on this unicorn and ride away into the night. He 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 winks at Clyde. Clyde Clyde sheds a single tear. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man.
It's me. For the last time of this campaign, here to thank you all so much for listening. Hope you all had so much fun for the finale. Hope you enjoyed it. It was very bittersweet to edit it, but I'm really happy with how it came out. And it would not be possible without the support from all of you listeners. And a special thank you to all of our current patrons that are helping out all the shows on the network, not just uh, Halfway to Heroes, but all of our shows and all of our streams. Thank you so, so much. Chris B, Rachel, a.k.a. Dragonbait, Tiana H, The Lawful Stupid Podcast, Robert C, Bradley M, Brittany D, Danny T, Jeremy Fair, Loki Strike, Something Wicked, Zoltar, Bay Area Beer Socials, Caster, Farty McFry, Jurundu, Hot Ketchup, Jean Lorber, Jim, Jorian Drake, Mindweave RPG, Mosey, Remus S, Tanya S. Thank you all so, so much. We have had kind of some gaps in our episode drop, so just to make sure I don't miss the special uh, spotlight thank yous for our newest patrons. I think uh, we've got three new ones since the last episode drop. Uh, that is Chris B., Mosey, and Caster. Thank you three so much for joining the team. Your support means the world to us. And if you want to get your name on this list and a whole bunch of really cool bonus content, you can head over to patreon.com slash Majestic Goose or click the link in the notes below. Sign up for as low as $1. I, I promise you that $1 really is going to make a difference. If that's not quite in your budget, no worries at all. If you want a way to help the show, you can leave us a five-star rating and review. We're going to need lots of those because we're going to have a little bit of a hiatus here, maybe one to two months. I'll let you all know on social media and in our Discord exactly when Campaign 2 is going to be dropping. But in the meantime, some reviews will help us uh, from falling off those charts. And reviews like... This one from W1N6NU7 that says, Nicely balanced, five stars, good sound quality, great chemistry, funny, and I look forward to each new episode. Thank you so much. That's probably supposed to say something. Winsnoot? I don't, I don't know. Uh, but thank you so much for leaving that kind review. We are now up to 91 ratings globally, and I have said that when we hit 100, I will be getting that Halfway to Heroes Campaign 1 tattoo. So please help us hit that mark. Uh, we need nine more. That is not a lot. So if we could hit nine this month, that would be amazing. We also have a Gleam giveaway going on to celebrate this finale drop. It ends tomorrow, as in Wednesday, so you've still got time to enter into it. You can go to bit.ly slash halfway giveaway. There's a ton of different ways to enter, like 15, I think. And we are giving away a, a starter set from Cantrip Candles. We are giving away a $25 Dice Envy gift card. And we are giving away a, a D&D Beyond copy of Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. So head over, check that out. I think we're going to have another one uh, pretty much start immediately after. We may even start it today. Um, and that one's going to be a couple less ways to enter, but it's going to be for a copy of uh, another copy of D&D Beyond's um, new book, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft. So uh, make sure you're following us along. Join our Discord, bit.ly slash halfway to Discord. Follow us on Twitter so that you stay up to date on that new giveaway. I'll probably make it like bit.ly slash halfway to giveaway instead of just halfway giveaway. Uh, but we will see. One last thing I want to make sure to mention is that this Friday we have got our first ever session of Doom Clock. It's a brand new 
Shiver actual play podcast and Twitch stream where it is my second ever homebrew campaign. It's not D&D, but it's a very cool new system that is called Shiver, obviously. And the plot of that one is a group of four characters that are jumping through time to try to save historical figures from getting killed by these mysterious monsters that are cropping up all throughout time. It is comedy horror. It may be a little bit more comedy than horror, but I am going to be working on that horror portion of the show as it goes on. I'm, I hope I get better. But yeah, again, it's called Doom Clock, 8 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Friday. It's always the first Friday of the month for the Twitch stream and then the podcast. If you're not yet, please, please, please subscribe to that podcast too and give it five-star ratings and reviews because it's brand new. So we need to hit the ground running with tons of reviews on that show. I would so appreciate it. A huge thank you to Magic Sword for letting us use their song In the Face of Evil. Cannot believe they let us do that. That is amazing. Everybody go check them out. Magic Sword is at honestly one of my favorite groups there is. I love the genre of music of Synthwave, I guess is their genre. It's amazing. Go check them out. Uh, you can find them on Spotify or YouTube. And with all that out of the way, I hope you all enjoy these outtakes from the finale. We we all had a lot of fun recording it. Thank you all so much for listening to this entire story. Hope you all enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed the ending. And we'll see you for campaign two here soon. Bye, everybody. And now we'll all do a clap on three. One, two, three. Ah, oh, it's early as shit. That sounded mm. good to me. Oh, it sounded really it was good not to me. bad. So it, was not it wasn't as good as the semifinale clap, but it wasn't bad. This needs to be an epic, perfect clap, though. <laughs> Redo. No, I was oh, good. Well, just keep it. Okay. I was telling them before you got in here, Barry. I may end up cutting this out and going straight into it. I'm not sure yet, but welcome everybody to halfway to heroes, Barry. What happened in the semifinale? When you were describing a 50-foot-tall, 70-foot-long monster, all I could picture was the Alaskan bullworm from Spongebob. <laughs> you remember that big, long thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When um we were separated, I was going to, like, I was wanting to, when me and Johnny fought that worm, I was going to, like, describe it as that Alaskan bullworm. <laughs> That's what I pictured. And I completely this forgot. Really tall, really long, fucking worm <laughs> thing. It's an Alaskan <laughs> bullworm. Uh, it's like my favorite episode. Well, I've never been to Alaska, but I've wrangled bull and I've wrangled worms. <laughs> <laughs> I always love the ending when it landed on everybody. It was just like, ouch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Patrick's like, we need to push this whole town. <laughs> Push! Oh, that show was way underrated. What about the rest of our doorknobs, man? We never did. Did we ever figure out what the hell happened with this? I thought we did. Yeah, it was. It was, was, it, it, was it was Drax. No, not Dubo's buddy. What? Yeah, whatever his name is. Rux. Rux. That's what it was. It was Rux. He was trading him to the rats or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I got to take my pants off. It's fun. so much better. T- Dustin, take your pants off, man. No, feel better. I'm going to take my pants off. I'm going to take my shirt off, man. <laughs> Just take your pants off. You don't need a pants. <laughs> hey, you, you, you're a wizard, right? I got a problem now. You're a wizard, aren't you, Merlin? 
Dude, I'm a warlock. Dude, Adam's not here. Let's talk. Let's, let's figure it out. Look, so, I, I was just Googling how to kill a Tarask. Well, and guys, my problem. <laughs> you big cheater. Shh, don't tell him. He probably him, has man. his headphones in. Don't say that. He's back already. He's back already. That was quick. Sucker. That he has quick. his headphones in. Guys. <laughs> it doesn't matter anyways. He's not a wizard. Actually, I forgot to say that once a month, uh, not once a month, we'll say once a year, I get a package from Ubo with the next, like, some chip upgrades. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that that yeah. he sends me. And nukes. What happened between Minley and Merlin? Because after the fact, Minley would definitely have, like, chatted up Merlin and, like, you know, it would have been pretty obvious that Minley, Minley was interested in Merlin. So what, what's what's Merlin's like? Wh- what was that situation like? What was it? Yeah, Merlin was interested. You know, he. Uh... <laughs> yeah, you know, I was interested, but you know, for like ten minutes, and then what? Ha- what happened? Hey, um, you wait. You said my sister died. That was like an hour yes. ago, bro. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah, so so when my sister died, I kind of, um, you know, I I felt yeah months ago. I felt super lonely. I um, you know, I, I messaged Minley on her um her um page over there, and I you know we just, it kind of hit it off for a little bit, and she just quit messaging me. Merlin, you shut the fuck up. You're dead. Dustin, I told you. You gave me that pizza two minutes late. You died. <laughs> oh, man. I have to take... I have to take a monster piss. Oh, it hurts. This is going to be really fucking... I did not think you guys would kill the Trask. <laughs> I thought you guys would kill the brain don't, and I was going to stop the Tarask, but... Don't underestimate us. 58 damage. You give us a big monster, we kill this dang monster, man. <laughs> From its insides. Um, can you come here real quick and stop this recording? Because and... it's like, it's invisible now. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk. A Majestic Goose Podcast. Honk.